Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about... Um, I have no idea at this point. I'm your host. Uh, <laughs> it's bad books this time, though. Yeah, I guess this is. We're a good podcast about bad books. You're right. Um, I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter, Alex underscore Falcone. And I have a great throwback panel today. First up, he's at Anthony Lopez. Part two on Twitter. It's Mr. Anthony Lopez. Excited uh, to be here to talk about this book that, for making me read this, you are going into my shit ledger, my friend. <laughs> The ledger for people who I will make eat toads before I die. <laughs> I don't know if that's from the book or not. I don't remember anything. There is oh, a lot that of sphincter is, talk. So that is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's the uh, the the random chapter about the little person who causes uh, chaos through oh, practical yeah, yeah. signs, like practical joke signs. Yeah, like that's how you tear down the man, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he uh, he has a shit ledger. A ledger for people who he, he will make to eat toads before he dies. Well, whatever book you put me in, you're going to be in my book, Don't Whistle While You're Pissing. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter, but he doesn't tweet, so don't bother him there. Uh, in Northern California, it's Mr. Ezra Fox. Hey, Alex. I just want to let you know that, I, yes, I am a quintuple agent. I've I... never seen one with that many. Yeah, yeah, no, I just kept on, I just kept on spying on the spies that were spying on me, and I just, I got up to five, I don't know, I feel like I'm overscheduled, I'm overspied a little bit, but, oh, wait, oh wait, this is where my other, yeah, my, this is my, my baby's my handler. <laughs> <laughs> it's adorable. She just told you to kill somebody, probably. <laughs> I mean, was it, do, do, you, do you speak babies? I don't, I have no idea, I, let me check out my decoder watch. <laughs> I also assume that if you don't take good care of it, that baby will self-destruct. Um, you know what? Just they destruct, they destroy your lives. Really, either way, whether you <laughs> whether you care for them or not, it's it's really only going to blast on you. So, and that noise, yeah, they're fine. Uh, that noise of your handler also reminds us that you're back from paternity leave. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my handler baby would say it's too early. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The boss well, always I, keeping you down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Subverting the system. You're, it's great to but, have you back on the show, Ez. Thank you. Good to be back. Uh, I'm so glad I came out of retirement for this. <laughs> <laughs> this is really, I, like, you know, I, you know how many minutes I was grateful that I was back on the show? <laughs> I'm guessing none, not yet. None minutes. <laughs> there will the be a sense of satisfaction really. in an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, great. Thank you for that. All right. And I also, guess it's... Probably my turn, yeah. Yeah, we have yeah. A, a very yeah, special Kate, guest today. Kate, Kate, Kate gets it. Kate knows who knows what is coming out of retirement for uh, no good reason. She has no social media that she wants to uh, promote, but she would like to tell you all to participate in medical research. We gave everyone <laughs> free plug, and that's what she chose. Please welcome back to the show um, some hundred plus episodes later. It's Kate Russell. Hi, I'm Kate, a CEO of <laughs> Laughing at Phallus Productions, and if you have advanced tickets for Ready Player One, boy, do I have a book series for you! <laughs> are you gonna? Are you actually excited about that? No. Oh, okay, just checking. Just checking. Um, uh, Kate, you, well, let's see. When was the last time you were uh, on this show? Was it? It was, it, like, it was this at book? Was it the first book of this? Was no, there you anything? did. Mm, I remember do... doing Jersey Shore and this and some vampire series. Yeah. Well, uh, it is great to have you back. Uh, I'm so sorry for this. Um, everybody, <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't apologized enough yet to you guys. Uh, really, really sorry. Um, so this is episode number 433 of the program, which is... Man, 250 episodes since we did the last one. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, wow. What a long time we've been doing this. Anyway, 433 in the program. <laughs> we've now done as many episodes as the number of one pound coins that were in circulation in, in England that became worthless last October. Oh. As you guys probably know, uh, the British government got rid of the old round pounds, as they were called, from the English who make everything sound a little bit dirty. And um, anyone left <laughs> yeah. holding those round pounds were going to be gutted to find out they couldn't use them anymore because they've been replaced by a new 12-sided coin. And if you have that, you'll be chuffed. Sure, yeah. Me and my partner were talking about that earlier. <laughs> yeah? About whether you're going to try <laughs> round pounds or if you were more of a 12-sided kind of person. Mm, tough, tough call. 
apparently, one in thirty of the old coins, the one pound coins, were fake. It was just oh. so commonly mm-hmm. faked that this new one is unfakeable because they cut the edges off it or something. Anyway, um, speaking of massive amounts, just of like stuff, my mom's sandwiches, <laughs> unfakeable, <laughs> unfakeable. You can't fool me. <laughs> I know my mom. <laughs> well, anyway, speaking of massive amounts of stuff That's that lack value, this week, I didn't get that all the way out. Massive amounts of stuff that lack value. Okay. This thank week you. we're talking about Illuminatus Part Two: The Golden Apple. The 1976 book by Robert J. Shea and Robert A. Wilson, who we're going to refer to as the Roberts, and it'll in such great sentences as "fuck you, Roberts." Um, <laughs> we're reading this because it is March badness, you guys. We are uh, returning to our bad things roots uh, all month, and uh, so for March badness, we accepted the sponsorship of David from San Francisco Bay Area, who's which uh, fuck you, David. And um, David asked... Hi, David. <laughs> so David, David, you're cool in my book. Oh, you wow. Would, I mean, to be fair, David, it's not like we were asking for really good, awesome artwork for much badness. That is, you know? that is true. We did kind of say, hey, we're looking for bad stuff for much badness. And he stepped up to the plate, you know? He did, yeah. Well, he stepped back up to the plate because David was the person who sponsored... Episode number 183, Illuminatus Part 1. Oh, so, god damn it. <laughs> this is, uh, he, he was like, I, it's been a while. It's been 250 episodes. I'm back for a second bite at the Golden Apple. And he brought, he asked to have uh, Ez and Kate to have you guys back to uh, celebrate the time we had together, uh, which is what brought both of you out of retirement for that. Um, he also this asked. Is, this, is, this is the one last job that always kills them, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm two yeah. days from retirement. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sure you'll just like have a great, successful last job, and you'll reminisce, and then you'll go home and retire for real. That's how it That's usually it. goes. It's very sweet of him to ask us back. <laughs> it is. Um, he also yeah. asked his other request, which, um, fuck you, David, um, was that he, uh, from the last episode, or not from the last episode that he sponsored, but from a long time ago episode, Ezra, you may recall, you created something uh, called Chaos Dice. That does sound like me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it does sound like you. It was from uh, what was that space oh. movie with the blood orgy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was with all the bad dimensions. Uh, was that uh, Event Horizon? Event Horizon. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was... you weren't gonna get that, Anthony, from space movie <laughs> no, with the blood orgy. I was, I was, I, was okay, I didn't quite hear orgy, blood orgy. I just heard orgy. So oh. like space movie with an orgy. What, yeah. I was trying to think of something sexy, and then he said Event Horizon. I was like, that's not how I would describe that movie. <laughs> it does have that though. <laughs> yeah, when I when I think of you know that movie with the orgies in space, you know Event Horizon. <laughs> well, so the way uh, the chaos dice worked, which here they are. That was a baby crying and dice. Those are separate sound effects. No, that's me. Oh. <laughs> So, uh, uh, the Chaos Dice works like this. Um, I have, from my cool kid D&D dice bag, a 12-sided die that I'm going to use. No, I'll use the D20. That's what everyone likes. We'll use the D20. I have enough ideas. So, I have 20 ideas written down of Chaos Dimensions we can add. I'm not going to tell you what they are, but when I roll the die... Um, some of them are old favorites from before, and some of them will be new favorites. So whenever we feel like this this conversation is, is lulling, I'll roll a chaos die, and we will have to do whatever it says to do. That's and great for the uh, one of the factions, I guess, right? The Discordians? That's like yeah, the Discordians hard. love chaos. It's perfect. Um, Big fan. I don't remember. Okay, so let's uh, before <laughs> before we get into any of that though, it's time. To, well, oh, first I have to say, if you want us to, if you want to force us. To say fuck you about anything you choose, go to readdefinitely.com slash meat buddies and you can sponsor uh, a topic or you can vote on topics, including right now. If you're a meat buddy already, by the way, this is the time. Go to your special meat buddy portal, you know where it is, and vote on episodes for anime. It's going to be time to choose our anime um, movies or shows, I guess, coming up soon. So uh, if you're a meat buddy, you get to vote. Pick stuff, put it in the anime section, and we'll pick out, uh, like, the thing that gets the most votes will be our the anime we watch for May. Um, Oh God, yeah. you're like a real podcast, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, we're so real now. Remember eighty <laughs> episodes ago when we picked stuff? Anyway, read just people.com slash meet buddies. You can support the show. And now, uh, let me summarize this book for people who didn't read it. 
And by that I mean I can't possibly summarize this book for you guys because I am so lost. I was interested in what your summary would be. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm I sure. I've been thinking all week about how I just want none of us should help you. And I want you to sit there and give me scene for scene exactly what happens in this fucking story. And get all the character names right. I agree that that would be fun. But Alex, Alex, we should warn you before you start. uh, Kate has hooked up some trained rats to your house that will eat things that you don't want them to eat uh, if you get anything wrong. I did have a character... Character index. I will be so that, killing them afterwards, obviously. Well, sure. Yeah, obviously. Um, I do have a character list, so I can look people up if you remember kind of what their name might be. So, for example, I could bring up the Dili Lama, um, who is an old man with a uh, white robe, and the head of an elf who lo- is located in the sewers of Dili Plaza in Dallas, Texas. Sure, uh, but can you tell me what the point of his character was? I Nope. So, no, What's so his dealio? <laughs> so let me. What, so, was John Dillinger supposed to be the Don he, John Dillinger, or just a guy also named John Dillinger? I so, think he was supposed to be John Dillinger, right? Yeah. Because Wait, it's. I so mean, this I, is a great question. However, there are five characters named John Dillinger in this series. Right. <laughs> There's John Edgar Dillinger, John Herbert Dillinger, John Hoover Dillinger, John John right. Dillinger, and John Thomas Dillinger. Um, and one of those is the real John Dillinger. Um, we should get more on Dillingers, like Don, like Draper Dillinger, and like LeBron Dillinger, <laughs> Le- Jonathan Taylor, the Thomas Dillinger. Dillinger. I did um, appreciate a little bit more of this when I tried to read the history of it, where it was just like you know that they made this based off of all the kind of things they would receive out of Playboy of different. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah. So I I, un- I understood what they were going for. Yeah, that's the thing that I felt overwhelmingly about this that is, like, the closest I can say to something nice, which is, like, I bet if I knew what they were talking about, this could be funny. Um, but here's the John Dillinger. So one was uh, one died in 1943. Um, he was a hothead who died of a heart attack. Then that, that was John Edgar Dillinger. John Herbert Dillinger was the smartest and oldest Dillinger uh, who was initiated into the jams by Harry Pierpont. He runs Laughing Buddha Jesus Phallus Inc. Productions, lives in Los Angeles, tries to track down the anthrax leprosy moo virus in Las Vegas. Then there's John Hoover Dillinger, who lives in Mad Dog, Texas, as DJ Hoover, uh, and with James Cartwright's approval, breaks George Dorn out of jail with the help of help of Mavis. Ah, and then Mavis. That she, gave, Mavis. she broke someone out of jail. And then they gave, that which, of course, gave uh, Horace Naismith the idea for the John Dillinger Died for You Society. Then there's John John Dillinger, who kills Wolfgang Sohr in Ingolstadt, Germany. And then there's John Thomas Dillinger, who was in Chicago in 1968 on assignment from the Jams, meeting with Fission Chips. Oh, I didn't get that till I saw it written down. It's yep. fission chips. And then mm-hmm. he got tear gassed outside the Hilton Hotel, dying, dying of asthma from a complication. Wait, so I guess Alice, none of those are the John Dillinger. Can you give me that one more time? I'm, I'm, uh, as you were saying that, I'm busy running the red string across the wall in my house <laughs> from one photo to another. This book opened up my eyes, you guys. I've been oh, following God. the money all day. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm going to take that string down and, and strangle myself with it because here, here's here's what I would I, I think is the best way to describe this is I, I just use the Wikipedia description of the narrative style. The plot meanders between the thoughts, hallucinations, and inner voices, real and imagined, of its characters, ranging from a squirrel to a New York City detective to an artificial intelligence, as well as through time, past, present, and future, and sometimes changes those positions mid-sentence. Much of the backstory is then explained via dialogue between characters who recount unreliable, often mutually contradictory versions of their supposed histories. Wait, wait. If we don't know, I mean, who, it's should we just a- assume it's a squirrel? <laughs> yes, yeah. we don't know a character, it's- assume it's a squirrel. One of those Dillingers was a squirrel. Okay. It's basically Sorry, like Atlas Shrugged with Gravity's Rainbow and Lord of the Rings. Um, it, it's, it's like the first five minutes of Magnolia stretched over a million hours and high on LSD. I That's think how I would describe like it. It's like reading just the clues of a crossword puzzle. I I think Kate kind of uh, alluded to this earlier, but I did have this thought that it is like the uh, the Ready Player One of conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it is just this like uh, taking all of the hits minus like any cultural meaning or relevance to or the context. world or ideas. Yeah, or yeah. effort on story. 
Well, yeah, that's what just, it's exactly supposed to be, actually. When I read about it, what I was saying is they were the editors of Playboy, and they yeah. received a lot of conspiracy, and they just like grabbed every single conspiracy letter that they could and tried to incorporate it into one. Man, remember the good old days when the conspiracy people's only outlet was to mail it to a porn magazine? Ugh. This is days. the real problem of the internet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here's what I want to do instead of summarizing. I agree. It Wait, would be side great. note. I love the idea that like that like Pornhub like just gets a ton of these also. I mean, <laughs> like, they, have, like, they have to go somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. hasn't aged well in a lot of ways, and part of it is definitely because we can just say that somebody's at a Pizza Hut like doing things <laughs> these days. I mean, yeah. Well, it also has. It hasn't. Yeah, it hasn't aged well because like these were cute, and it's like not cute anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because of the gun in the Pizza Hut, like <laughs> these, because these are kind of fun conspiracy theories. There's the one that like Jesus coming back from the dead was like a a demon pretending to be Jesus. That's kind of fun, right? Harmless. Well, yeah, I mean, a gun. It's it's in a very very much the same way that like the X Men X Files revival is kind of weird. Like when the X Files were on in like the '90s and conspiracies yeah. were very hip and interesting, and now that we live in like an post Alex Jones world right. filled with conspiracy, and then you have like Mulder being like, "Oh, these internet people have some truth to what they're saying." It's just like, <laughs> little, oh, oh, this is weird now. Yeah. Uh, well, so and here's this what I want to do like though. That. Uh, that's a great point. Here's what I want to do is instead of summarizing, because I agree, it would be great to hear someone summarize it, um, but I am not <laughs> able. And I remember back in the day, Chris had to do it. And what a what a good old day that was. Um, but so instead, <laughs> I want to play a little game. I want to play a game mm. with you guys called Try to Remember a Thing from the Book. So Ooh, I got one. I got it can, one. It can be anything. I'll, I'll go with you first as a second. Um, so we'll just try to construct as much of this shared nightmare as we can. Um, so yeah, just try to remember something and we'll try to figure out what we remember about it and whether, like what we know, why it was there. Okay. So towards the end, a guy was on a plane reading a book that was kind of like Atlas Shrugged, um, mm-hmm. and recounting sort of like the whole plot of it, I think, um, while... Temelicus Sneeze is what it's Thank called. You. Uh, Kate, I'm glad we got you back because you're definitely going to be the all-star of this show. <laughs> uh, and while the person was, who was supposed to be like, like Ayn Rand was like on that plane and it was like... I didn't think. Uh, can we like like just okay? So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna preload my compliment. I didn't think something could be worse than reading Atlas Shrugged, but like <laughs> trying to understand a parody. Uh, I guess like uh, like a summary of a parody of Atlas Shrugged in like a more confusing book is like definitely <laughs> as bad. I think if not worse. So man, if I had gotten uh, that that was Atlas Shrugged, I would have liked it more. Uh, John um, Giltz. How, yeah, no. Yeah, how'd you not? I, all of this was just a word salad that washed over me for the last four days. I don't know. I didn't know why. Like, there was never a moment where I felt like I had a handle on what was going on. It I was had just, to take notes, yeah. It's like a word it's, jazz that was just happening in my ears as I walked around. It was just like kind of like, yeah, Timolika Sneezed is actually kind of a funny parody name for Atlas Shrugged. I love it. Uh, you know how like uh, stroke victims talk about what it's like <laughs> to try to read while you're having a stroke? Yeah, that's what this was like to me. Like I was I mean, like, yeah. I know I understand how language works, <laughs> but none of this makes sense. Like I would be listening yes. to it for long stretches and be like, "Wait, am I? Is there something wrong with the way my br- my yeah, yeah. my word receptors in my brain are interpreting this? Because oh, yeah. I this doesn't make sense to me anymore. I didn't know where I was." In the story, it jumped around. I, there were several points when it jumps from like decades, right within mm-hmm. like the span oh, yeah. of a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. for no good reason. Like, agreed. Yeah, I, and they like won't Hitler, tell you. Yeah, Hitler would show up every once yep. in a while, sure. and it's like what? Like he does. Like he does. Yeah. Uh, so uh, here's the thing uh, about that uh, is that they would all they would go into these like sections of another book. And because I wasn't able to follow it, I didn't know we were in a different book. And it, in hindsight, it doesn't really matter. But now, no. thinking back on it, that whole thing about sexual assault that I thought was just really horrible and insensitive, now that I know that they were just pointing out that the sexual assault in Anne Rand's books is super problematic, I like it more. I wish I had known that at the time. This is my theory. If I got everything they were saying, some of it might be good. That's my overall <laughs> summary of this book. Is like if, if I had known what they were talking about, I might have liked some of it. It yeah, it took me some research to like some of it for sure. Good on you. Good <laughs> on you. Timelika sneeze. What a funny idea. 
Yeah, I couldn't um, tell at first if they meant Zarathustra spoke, or uh, but it became pretty pretty obvious when they started saying John Gilt. Yeah, yeah, John Gilt's totally good. Uh, absolutely. Also, I do know that from what I was reading was that this book got a lot of like uh, it won awards for um, libertarian writing. Like it was, it's it's like actually respected in the libertarian community, just like Alex Rugg does. Really ironic, considering that they say very bad things about libertarians in it. I know that is weird, which I didn't get at the time because I wasn't following it. All right, let's remember another thing. So that was good. So there was the wait, uh, wait. Did Ezra actually finish his thought? That was it. I remember that. that yeah. was oh, okay. It. You remember the thing? There was an Atlas Shrugged parody called Telemachus sneezed. Awesome. What else do you guys remember? I remember super oh, anthrax. Yeah, super anthrax. Uh, man, what was the deal with that? Escape from a lab, and then a guy had it. Uh, then he d- got murdered in a room, and an FBI agent was listening. Um, right? Yes, yeah, so it's called anthrax leprosy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, no, great name for a metal band, by the way. <laughs> it's not. It's not a terrible name. Um, I don't remember. I remember there was an FBI guy listening, and I remember there was a time where they like broke into a place to kill people and then didn't have to and as i remember from a minute ago that one of the dillingers died of anthrax leprosy dr charles soapy mosinga also dies of that all right that's all i remember about that you guys good job um, well, um, wait, wait i remember there, there was there was, there was the, a the, submarine the, yeah there's but also the, one of the people they thought uh had been in contact with the prostitute who had the anthrax. Oh, wasn't, right! But it was he was the it was the uh, I guess the little person. Yeah, uh, that they had the, the uh, shit ledger and, guy. Yeah, the shit ledger yeah. guy. Whatever happened to the guy who was supposed to be her pimp, who was apparently some kind of carrier or something? I don't even remember what happened after that. Uh, so that's Carmel or Carmel, um, mouth of the mournful weasel. Um, Sherry Brandy and Bonnie Quint's ab- abusive pimp lives in Date Street, Las Vegas. Sure. Um, blue turtleneck, brown suit. This is a great website I'm just reading off of. He's, he's caramel <laughs> candy when he's excited. Uh, he has a deadly fever. He's a carrier of anthrax leprosy. Um, like, re- listening but he, to someone but we describe... Never... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, nothing. We just We never find out actually what happens because they're like, we must find him. And then oh, so in this you gotta wait for the sequel. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Oof. Fingers crossed. The eighty also happened in the eighty. I bet that in episode six hundred and eighty-three, <laughs> you'll finally find out. <laughs> oh man! Uh, listening to anyone describe like a, anything that happens in this book is like listening to like an activation phrase for like a sleeper agent. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> It's just, yeah. yeah <laughs> we, we might have just okay. So someone, yeah, like on public transport, might have just like listened to this. Might have just like stood up straight and then just like kind of like walked the ed, got off a stop that wasn't theirs, and then just like you know yeah. bought like you know like a a pack of like ho hos uh, from the from the bodega, and now like shit is gonna go down. Right, so, John that's Edward on our Dillinger, leprosy anthrax, and and Ezra's baby is responsible for all of it. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, so I do remember. Okay, I remember yeah, Jesus. Bad, bad break. I remember the Dili Lama. Um, oh, and I remember there was a fake religion where people got to just decide what thing to yell about. Do you remember that? No. I remember a scene where they were. <laughs> was that on a submarine? <laughs> it might have been on the submarine because it might have been that one guy, the main guy. I remember um, it being very Game of Thrones because I could not follow who was who and that there was a lot of sex. And there was also some kind of like Kingdom of Dorne, Nation of Dorne yeah. going on. What was that about? Yeah, everyone had this. That everyone had like weird. their own catchphrase and it was really hard to keep them straight. I'm, I'm with you, Kate. There was a person named Dorne. There was, was some kind of Dorne the- thing going on. I also was there have- an AI on the submarine or was the AI in another place? That's a great question. I don't know. Um, uh, I do remember, though, Fernando Poo, and I remember that from last time. That was well, how last can we time. Forget? Uh, no, but it was. It would come up a little bit in this, and I was like, oh, yeah. Um, 
Hagbard Chalene and Fernando Poo. Yeah. That was like, those are words that meant something to me once. I don't <laughs> it was a lot like what. when I listened to Korean, because, it, you know, like if you speak Japanese, it sounds like a lot like it, but you can't actually oh. tell what anybody's saying. Yeah. Man, we found is a lot this, of things this is like. I said this. Does about- anyone have any uh any like enough experience with like trying to piece back together like a day after a lot of drugs? Because I feel like this is what we're trying yeah. to do all together. Anthony. Like, is this what the is this what this is like? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean honestly, it's pretty close to my like weekly experience. <laughs> yeah, this kind of sums it up. Uh uh yeah, you've had I you've mean- definitely had experiences like that, Anthony, where you had to like retrace your steps. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had experiences when I've been like, did I, did, I'm trying to think of something crazy that happened in this book, and there's too many ideas throwing through my head right now, I couldn't even come up with a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, it a, it's really a three stooges. It's really hard to keep it, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, because they all just try to fit through your brain at the same time, they get stuck in the doorway, you know? I, I mean, I definitely yeah. listened to it, like, I listened to all nine hours, 43 minutes, and Me 30 too. seconds of it. Me too. But I, I don't retain no. like most That's of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like what Ezra said is right that it's it, it's an abridged version where you just stop wherever you want. But I have a dedication <laughs> to the show, probably disproportionate to the way that it benefits anybody, including myself. But I definitely listen to every word of it, and I don't re- I, like just now. It feels like we're just trying to remember a mem- like trying to remember a dream as it's fading away, like right after you get up. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, or there were it, definitely, like, points that it described itself. Like, it tried to wink at itself a great deal. Oh, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, there were a couple of quotes that I pulled out. Like, I would imagine the author killed himself or is in a mental hospital. Yes. Or, you know, uh, there was this point where it explained itself where it was saying it was, like, Lord of the Rings for very paranoid people and it was worse writing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there was there was a – somebody was a book publisher who was describing the book they'd received – and it was just them reviewing this work of theirs. And at right. first I thought that was really funny. And then I was like, but if you know that it's terrible. Right. Why, it was did, like, why, does it, why didn't you keep it to yourself? It was like it's winking at you, but you're just like, oh, honey, you know, you know, like, um, yeah. it's like, yeah, your friend is being really self-deprecating, but a lot of the time they're exaggerating. So it's okay to be like, oh, you're not really like that. But when they're describing yeah, themselves like, exactly like as they are, you're yeah, like, oh, right. it's, yeah, it's like, like if, you. if your if your friend like showed up at a party and like you know maybe like crapped themselves, but then like was making a joke about how like you know like oh man, it wouldn't be terrible to be at that party and be the person who crapped themselves, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, and you're like, and you're like just oh, leave yeah. the party, man. All right, well, <laughs> that's a great analogy, but it's time. The sound effect means it's time for chaos dice. Uh, okay, seven. Here we go. Seven is eat a snack. Oh, hey. If you have a snack within reach, it is time to eat a snack, everybody. I was going to get up, but then I realized I had something in my pocket. Oh, I had chocolate for just such an occasion because I knew this was coming, and now it's too far away. Oh, so wait, it's only arm's reach? Is there is there a get up and walk three feet dimension that you can roll or no? Well, I uh, I didn't want to make people wait too long for that, so I'm just going to have four almonds, or as I call it, half an Obama. Oh God! He likes to eat almonds. Is that? That's a very weird thing if you don't know the very specific reference that you. Yeah. (laughs) There was just a quote. Yeah, this is so stupid. There was like he did an interview one time. Was talking about his evening routine, and it was like after everything was done, he would like watch Sports Center. He would read uh, letters that people wrote him. He would eat seven almonds. He would do. Oh, uh, so you rounded up. Okay. Sorry, Sorry coming off of this weird 70s book. I know, it's, just... not, uh, it's, it's so probably <laughs> racist, but it was like, I, it just means that he ate seven almonds every night. I'm having four. But I just think of almonds definitely... that way with him all the time. Whenever I think of almonds, like how many Obamas worth of almonds is this? Because who eats seven almonds? Who has that yeah, kind I... of discipline? Obama. Uh, you have seven Obama. chefs. Yeah, it's, yeah. Each made one almond. Uh, I'm eating a kind bar, and there's way more than seven almonds in here. Yeah, kind bars like mostly almonds and, and glued together, right? Yeah, this is with uh yeah, this is uh dark chocolate, nuts, and sea salt. Um, oh, that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. It's only has got it's five grams of sugar. It's technically not a candy bar. Yeah, no. Uh, and guys, they were, do you guys ever watch Mystery Show? Like or like, listen to a Mystery Show? Like that the the podcast. There's like six episodes. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they they were like I guess hopefully officially sponsored by Kind Bars. Uh, uh, so I remember. Maybe they just yeah. like them, man. 
That'd be cool too. Um, uh, hey, I like the I like this dimension. I don't know if it's chaos, but it's it's chaos. tasty. I'm a, I'm, it's yeah, it's an almond I'm dimension sit- basically. Sitting on the Pete? floor of my exercise room, so there's there's no food here. Oh, is, is there I, some I like think this is salt just lick secret, on the floor? Like <laughs> I, just I'm just rats just, in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Big Almond is just secretly paying money to this podcast, and I'm not hearing about it. That's yeah, what I think is you're, not, you're not getting any of that Big Almond money. Uh, I don't have any almonds here in front of me. What are you eating, Anthony? Find a snack. I don't have any snacks. I'm in my office. I don't have snacks in here. Man, also, you guys having your separate rooms. I'm in the one room, and my wife is on the couch listening to half of this, or a quarter of this conversation. You guys are all rich people. I just made my wife watch the... (laughs) (laughs) I just made my wife watch the Duck Tower with me. Uh, I'm not going to subject her to anything else tonight that she doesn't want to do. Can we remember, let's remember like two more things from this book and then we'll move on. Oh yeah. Atlantis. Oh yeah. They created the concept of good and evil and then one of them destroyed themselves because he was upset that he wasn't as hairy as everyone else. And then they released Cthulhu. Uh, solar oh, yeah. flares. We 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 uh we we uh, one of the guys hung out with uh, Lovecraft for a Lovecraft, while, right? Yeah. Okay, oh, I remember yeah. that happened. Are all and Germans supposed to have come from Atlantis? That was very confusing to me in the beginning. Right. Um, Man. So I, I I don't think Lovecraft was actually in it, but there was a character. Oh no, there was okay. There also was oh, yeah. yeah. Howard Drake. H.P. Lovecraft. Drake there. goes and visits ha- Lovecraft and is like. Isn't everyone upset you're talking about these conspiracies? And Lovecraft's like, dude, I'm just a writer. I don't know what you're talking about. But then, and then he's like, they're, they're going to kill you. And he's like, whoa. And then he just leaves. But Wait, then there's that also, was Lovecraft? Yeah. Well, but there's also Clark Ashton, who was, which was Lovecraft in dis- disguise as a high priest. Mm. Oh. Huh. Well, there you go. This is kind of like, um, kind of like playing Scrabble, where everyone's making up words, but no one can really have a dictionary like to challenge. You I've know? always wanted. This is my theory. I've talked about this before. I don't know if I've done it on the show. I I want to. I think Scrabble should be played where if you can make a convincing case for why it ought to be a word, you get the word, and that's the mm-hmm. whole challenge system. Is just whether you can. So if it's like slang or dirty words or capital letters, whatever. As long as you can make a case for why it should be allowed. And then I think it would, the game would be not as terrible as it is the worst board game ever. Uh. Was what, that? Um, well, Me yeah, not. my daughter doesn't like it. My mom not plays competitively. Does she really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh. She actually plays competitively. She roped me into some sort of a tournament in Reno. And uh, really? I did not do well. Yeah. You went to a Scrabble tournament in Reno? Yeah, I did okay. I mean, I didn't come in last, but I mostly... I just did watch. There was televised Scrabble for one, like one tournament, and they did where it was like the camera was above the board, and a robot would say, "Here's the best possible play for everything." It's kind of weird. It's just mm. yeah, the the people that are in it are very intense, and they're all kind of like power devils, where they're like, you know, trying to throw you off your game, and they've got some kind of shtick that they're doing, which oh, seems no. ridiculous. Yeah, it no. seems ridiculous to me. All right, uh, let's remember one more thing. Um, uh, Keith, what uh, is one more thing that we're not remembering? Um, I like the Walla Walla shout out. Oh yeah, yeah there, there was, was a, Walla a yeah. shout out. That's almost At a compliment. At one point, they said Walla Walla. Yeah, yeah oh, well, so- you you got to protect the white women, you know. So something happened. It was like from East Coast City to Walla Walla, and that did that, that was that to, yeah, from that was that- to Walla Walla. Yeah, leaving out the whole South. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Anyway, all right, good, good memory. Well, and that's also basically uh, a uh, um, a compliment. But it's time for our major compliment. That was the summary. So that's the book, you guys. That's what it was about. I think everyone at home is now caught up on Illuminatus Part Two. Um, I think we lost all of our listeners by now. So I mean, I'm, on us. I'm not even listening anymore. Um, also, fuck you, David. So uh, now it's time for our major compliment, Ezra. You're gonna go first. You sort of set it up, so you can just yeah. I'm, that, I'm just but. yeah. I'm just footnote. You know, guys, flip back. Uh, you know, ten pages to the other part. Uh, whatever I said, that was the thing that I meant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Kate is. Walla I'm keeping it moving. I'm, I'm a hero. Major compliment. Um, despite the fact that this whole book is basically a me too complaint in literary form, I think <laughs> that I would agree that 
with the book that libertarians definitely fucked everything up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And that's good. That wait, which part is the good part? <laughs> I make this into a compliment. It's good that that Kate agrees with what the book is saying in this part. In this particular context. Even yes. though I feel sexually harassed by the book, yes. You should. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, that and then also super racist. I forgot about that. The 70s yeah. were not a great time for There were a I, lot of yeah. problematic words in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like the editors for Playboy, was it, had some weird sex hangups. <laughs> who who would have thought? I, was, I felt yeah. so uncomfortable during the sex scenes. Like, I'm just imagining, oh, yeah. like, one dude in a booth, like, doing it himself as an actor, like, moaning and saying, pretty titties, uh, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. that was a bad, bad. <laughs> if anyone want, I forgot about that. I forgot about that part. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. guys, uh, if you want a really, like, like horrific, uh, I guess April Fool's prank, <laughs> um, get some get the audio section of that part of the book, and find a way to make it one of your enemies' ringtones. <laughs> <laughs> I think that yeah, that, like that sex monologue would be a really, really unfortunate ringtone for for anyone really. And a lot of the sex, they were like, also, let's make this racist. Like it was already yeah. gross, and then it would it's be a, racist also. A lot of or co- like, like homophobic, a very yeah. colonial reference to like exotic yes. women. A lot of the time, yes. yeah, that and, was not great. You know, I stuck around to the end to, to hear the names of the people who were the you know the actors well, in it. Actually, oh I, yeah, I was curious. I think that they were doing weird accents. <laughs> Can yeah, I? Of I I was yeah. going to say, let me just use that because I was going to make my major compliment. The one note I took the entire nine hours of this book was that the voices were distinct and sometimes pleasantly <laughs> weird. Uh, that was the, my favorite thing was I was like, these voices are different. So when they come back, I know what they are. And my comment was going to be, what a great job this guy did with the voices. And then the book ended and the narrator was like featuring the voice talents of and he listed 15 people. Mm-hmm. So it was not an impressive job of having distinct voices. They were just their voices. Yep. I mean, but like still, they labored under this colossal tome of a work. Like you have to give them some oh, credit yeah, for yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Total credit. They just, brought this alive. The one compliment was I thought this was one guy with a huge range, and it turns out it's not. And so my one compliment fell apart in the last words of the audiobook. And it was pretty crushing. But yeah, so to these 15 people, the talented voice actors who did some weird and sometimes racist things, Mm -hmm. to them, huzzah. (laughs) Anthony, oh wait, actually before Anthony goes, it's time for Chaos Dice. Ooh. All right. 19. Ooh, 19. Please be the get up and get a glass of water uh, you mentioned. <laughs> that was a salty I candy did bar. Not, I, I did not put hydration on here. Oh, um, no. I did the write... The ultimate form of chaos. It's college all over again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for number 19, uh, we are going to give fun facts unrelated to the book. So, hmm. tell me something interesting. Kate, you know a lot of things. Tell me something interesting. Oh, God. Um, I have to go first, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, because you were just talking got- off the air about medical research, and so you think maybe you know a thing. Oh, you're all gonna die. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh that is fun. Yeah. Except for mortality, guys. Yeah. Fun fact: as I, I know, uh, penguins smell really bad. They smell like fish, like really oh, bad fish. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, the penguin yeah, exhibit not- at the zoo that I've been to, they they smell bad. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's like that. All right, Anthony, uh, do you have a fun yeah- fact unrelated to this book? Yeah, I got a fun fact, uh, uh, fairly unrelated to this book. It is very difficult to find a uh, MP3 software for your iPhone that plays things at two or three times yep. speed. <laughs> oh, oh, I can I can tell uh, you what it is. Wait, use VLC. Oh, really? I'm, I'm yeah. going to probably do that next time. Yeah. This thing, let me tell you. <laughs> Nine hours is a long thing when it's nine we, hours. I did give you the M4A so that you could listen to it on 2x speed, but... Um, did not did not get that to work. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, maybe it didn't work. That could be part, because Kate didn't get that to work either. Anyway, I... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Um, the, Fun fact, though. Yeah. Smart audiobook player for Android does oh. that, which is really cool. Um, I, guess I thought my... of a fun fact. Ooh, okay, yeah. cool. Oh, sorry. This is much more fun than you're all going to die. Snails have teeth. (laughs) What? What What do they do with them? 
eat? You know, they keep them in their mouth. Hmm. I I guess someone told me today that sharks get like just always have new teeth, like baby teeth, but they just keep coming in new sets of teeth. But I didn't look it up, so that's either a fun fact or a fun lie. I think that's real. I think yeah. Like they're all made out of cartilage, right? You know. What? They're made out of cartilage? Oh, fun fact. All right. Is that right? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. Could be. <laughs> so, uh, I guess. Look it up, the, kids. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we'll keep that in mind for later. Um, so, uh, Anthony, minor co- or major compliment for Illuminatus Part 2. I liked the devil character. Uh, yeah, Malachi, or whatever it was. Here's what I liked about him I liked that he's a man made of pure energy. And when people don't believe him, he challenges them to karate chop him. <laughs> and I don't know what is the more charming thing. I definitely of just don't people. remember that. There's a yeah, scene that was good. Someone like he's like, "Touch me, young boy." He's, and he's like, "No, you're real." And he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not actually here." Oh yeah. And then, like yeah, someone yeah. touches him, and he's like, "I still don't believe it." And it's like, "You still don't believe it? Then karate chop me." <laughs> I karate chop me as hard yeah. as you can. Settle any dispute with karate chops. Yeah, I love that sequence. I thought that was pretty fun. That that did it for me. Just he was give it some old karate chops. He was the guy who also pretended to be Jesus later. Yep. Yeah, I remember. Remember a thing. And I made myself so easy to love. Now it's time for lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. We're going to the lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We're gonna finish this shit up. Uh, that's good because I thought the discussion before was like too kind of like you know like linear and like thorough. We really need to jump around a lot this time. That's that's absolutely so, what we need. Lightning bonus round is the game where we talk about things that are inspired by the book but not actually about the book. Uh, so for today's lightning bonus round question, the question. Well, I guess this isn't really a question except a bunch of fun facts for discussion. Fun facts. Well, we are. That's, um, that is the right dimension. I just want to talk about real, uh, uh, the real Illuminati and what they're up to. Or I guess not real because it's not real, but like I just want to talk about uh, m- like conspiracy theories in the modern day. And to jumpstart this, uh, I was doing some research and I found a really terrific article about a person who escaped from the Illuminati. Only like one in five people who's ever done the death-defying exit rituals and is now um, telling all on this um, conspiracy theory message board. It's crazy. Um, And uh, it was like one of those, like, when I get enough uh, replies and views on this thread, then I'll give you some information about where the Illuminati came from. So I'm going to give you some, uh, uh, some Illuminati facts, and you guys can decide whether you agree with them or if you think it's a good, if the Illuminati is up to good things. Um, So this is what he promised would come. So this is just a teaser. Barack Obama was not a member of the Illuminati. He was something much worse. The new uh, space flights, which with planes that can briefly enter orbit, are not as fun as they seem. They're an Illuminati tool. And uh-huh. Denver, Colorado is an evil place. Sure. Wait a second. Yeah. Things can be sense. not as fun as they seem yeah. without being an Illuminati tool. I know. That right? was my favorite part was that that just said like sour grapes of someone who couldn't get a ticket on a space plane. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of things that are like, like for example, slip and slides are not an Illuminati tool. They're just not as fun as they seem. Well, unless they're an Illuminati tool, and that defeats your purpose then. Dang. (laughs) I got a thing on this. So here's one uh, thing that he told us about the real Illuminati. Uh, Hurricane Katrina was produced by their weather machine, and the hurricane was used as a diversion. While that area was in chaos and our uh, attention was diverted elsewhere, engineers were sent down to prepare the Gulf for the upcoming Gulf oil spill. Uh, I I wish I guys I just generally I really yeah. wish conspiracy theories were true, but like not all of them. Some of them seem bad. Like I think space no, pl- I just, planes seem fun. Well, I'm, I just I mean that that's more of an opinion than a theory. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, conspiracy um, that checks out science wise. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like I, it'd be so much nicer if like like if there was someone who was like controlling really any of this, you know, but like, yeah. it's just, it's just shit happening. Like, I wish this shit was just the product of people like being jerks and and like, you know, being all like just competent evil people in some ways is a little bit like more reassuring yeah. than like just incompetent, like neutral people. 
you know? Well, I mean, that's It like means the, people can be in the, control, absolutely, yeah. One of the things that I think, like, drives people towards conspiracy theories is that idea that, like... It's only these six people we need to get rid of, mm. and then the, everything will be fine. It like it, it takes the world and simplifies it in a way. It's not just chaos and random and people being selfish. It's it's these five, ten people at the top. And once we get rid of them, everything will be better. That's like the that's such an interesting theory. Yeah, I like that because my that my is, big yeah. problem with all of these is like you have so much optimism about technology and science yeah. and like people's dedication to their art you know even if it's bad art like um for example uh warren buffett uh warren buffett has been running the (laughs) drug trade in west in the western hemisphere for the past 20 years like i thought he was just impressive yeah that's what i'm saying like i thought he was just an old guy who owned a lot of insurance companies and and that's what that's what the illuminati wants you to think we all know it's actually just jimmy buffett you know what i mean (laughs) who knows what goes on in florida I, I mean, for the record, if, if Warren Buffett diversifies into running the drug pra- trade at 67, 20 years ago, that's like, that's like, that's like the plot of like the intern, right? Like the, yeah. the, like the, the, the De Niro movie. So like, good on him. Like if he can be that successful. No, this like, is what I'm saying is like. This is chicken soup for the motherfucking soul right here. All right. <laughs> uh, coming soon from completely legitimate publishing, chicken soup for the motherfucking soul. <laughs> Ezra's book where he dispenses po- positive life wisdom and swear words. How you uh, can become a drug dealer at any age. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give up your dreams of slinging crack just because you're 67 and own insurance companies. Oh my God. You can fucking do it. I'm Ezra Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read that book. <laughs> I also want that book to exist without writing it, sort of like our summary. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess I just mean like you have so much opt. Like the idea that there's a weather machine is so cool. If we could do that, sure. It's weird that they're using it to just set up spilling oil. But like, I just <laughs> well, like your yeah. optimism that people can do anything. You just think we're so clever and cool, and that like people can make plans. I just I just have yet to see a long term planner anywhere that like the idea that there's like. All these people who are doing all of the playing some thirteen-dimensional lawn darts or whatever, like the fact that they're doing that. <laughs> um, Watch out, because there's like four fourteenth-dimensional like worms that you have to avoid hitting. Like well, the, right. The also, worms. it's illegal in twelve of those dimensions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. Um, okay, so one of these is that there's a bunch of bunkers. Uh, so, like, he's got a lot of bunker theories. So, Saddam Hussein is currently in a bunker in Argentina. Um, I don't know any of the future plans with him. Just like I'm sure he's in a bunker. Uh, don't know his, what he's doing. And not having a good time, let's I, be honest, right? Well, no, the bunkers are, he said, as good as five-star hotels. Probably very nice bunkers. Hmm. Uh, I like the idea that there's someone who has future plans for Saddam Hussein. <laughs> like, they decided, when they were writing the story of the world, they're like, okay, we're going to kill him in season 2007. <laughs> we'll bring him back We're going to hang later. him. But then it's season 2020. We're going to bring him back. No one's going to expect it. Uh, and then one of the other bunkers contain- is just full of robots that are designed and ready to infiltrate the workplace in case of a labor shortage because of all the people okay. that they're killing with the with the Yeah, but who though. really is the robot? Mm, also, I'm going to I'm going to add in there uh like if you've ever tried to like hook up like a PowerPoint like in a conference room, these guys are maybe designed, this but they are not I'm ready. Saying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like if you've ever dealt with <laughs> trying to set, to turn on a projector in literally any situation, you could not simultaneously believe that we had that somebody has an army of robots that could secretly infiltrate the workplace. No, and I believe they they have them. I just don't think they're ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just I just don't know the. Uh, all right, here's one. Um, the moon landing in 1969 was real, but there was a moon landing seven years earlier that was the first real landing, which I like this. <laughs> flipping it on its head. In truth, the Russians yeah. were the first ones to land on the moon. However, they did not publicize the mission or the results. Hmm. I love this idea of that one's, like that one's not taking the least conspiracy. Possible one of the yeah. Yeah. I, guess what? Oswald didn't just kill Kennedy. He also shot Lincoln that day. Right. Right. You know, like Kennedy killed take- <laughs> Oswald and then had to kill himself because he felt bad. I don't know. Yeah. I mm. t- turning it all the way around. I really enjoy that. Um, Area Fifty One wasn't aliens. It's covering up the mole people who came out of the ground there. 
Like it's just Ooh, that's a nice inversion as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is all inversion. That one's pretty literal, but yeah, I uh I, I, I <laughs> Also, um, it's area 15. <laughs> <laughs> and and the people that they who work there are all members of the Pen 15 club. Mm. That's how you can recognize Exclusive. Them. Um uh two more. The Spanish flu of 1918, SARS, and the H1N1 scare all have one thing in common. Guess what it is? People They're sicknesses. They were all engineered by the Illuminati. Terrible guesses, you guys. Okay, okay, wait. I think they have more than one thing in common. Then bad, bad sanitary practices. They have a lot yeah. in common. Um, so the Illuminati has been testing these viruses for years, and they are finally unlocking the keys to creating a virus that will spread across the globe very fast, but only killing select people. My oh, advice: that's not hard. do not receive vaccines. I don't know how you jump there either. Oh no! Oh, you shouldn't. You should get yeah, vaccines. Well, you really, really should. Really get should. Get that, I'm so sorry. That's when I... you realize this <laughs> Illuminati conspiracy guy is an Illuminati conspiracy, right? Because uh, that's what they get you as when you're not vaccinated. Well, yeah, because he just so said... So you spread misinformation. They're going to kill it's, you with the flu. Don't get a flu vaccine. It seems like what he should be saying if he cared about me. Was, <laughs> get yeah. a flu, flu is, vaccine. The flu is an Illuminati creation, so get the vaccine to not die. See, that'd be another way. Great. Yeah. Turn it on your head. Oh, you know well, what? Actually, um, whooping cough is an is an Illuminati thing. Polio was an Illuminati creation. So get your kids vaccinated to keep the Illuminati from getting them. Yes, please Maybe. God, if I'm going to promote something, it's get get your vaccinations, please. Of course, it's, and medical it's testing. Like that, uh, that Eugene Moman joke, the, uh, the you know, like if you see a bear play dead, it's just bear propaganda to right. make their hunting easier. <laughs> that, it's just it's just something bears spread. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and then uh, lastly, my favorite thing that he says down near the bottom, Alex Jones is not who he says he is. Well, he's enough. Bill Hicks. We all know that. For years, he's been working to uncover the secrets of the Illuminati and the New World Order. But yet, he is a member of the former, but will be in power in the latter. Jones has been placed in the world of conspiracy theories to feed false information to throw trackers off the trail. Alex Jones is himself a false flag for this is one of the great things about conspiracy theories too is just like the weight of it is like it'll it collapse like under its own weight it's like you're there's always something uh, maybe that's not the wrong analogy like there's just every every conspiracy theory is a Jenga peg and yeah like, yeah it's it, it's turtles all the way down it's tur- yeah that's yeah. It exactly it's Alex Jones all the way down. Yeah, like I'd be fine with him being a false flag, but I don't necessarily have to agree with the rest of the syllogism <laughs> <laughs> there. Yeah. I, the idea that he is actually like doing that then is like he's actually super smart pretending to be an idiot. I mean, it's very interesting. Um, I don't know. I read his core proceedings. I don't think he's not. I mean, I don't think he's don't pretending think to be an idiot. He's not an idiot. <laughs> well, uh, it's time for another Chaos Dice. Water, 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 water. Eleven. <laughs> Sorry, there's no water on here. Uh, oh, eleven is uh, a fun lie. So we did fun facts, and now, conveniently for what the thing we just had to do for lightning bonus round, everyone has to tell me a fun lie. I'm not getting a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> You're not all gonna die. <laughs> These are not that fun, you guys. I'm having fun. <laughs> Anthony, what's a fun lie? It's like uh, a fun fact, but it's not true. So it would be like, sharks don't have butts. I don't know. That might be- I, I like that one. Sharks don't have butts. Let's roll with that. I think <laughs> we can get that one rolling soon. You can just take mine. <laughs> no, I think it's, I just, I love it so much. Uh, All right. Good Foley, Ezra, on that glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm peeing right now. Here, is that is that a fun fun lie? No, that's an unfun lie. <laughs> All right, maybe fun. You know what? This chaos dimension isn't as great as I'd hoped it would be. You, you uh, know what? That's that's that sounds like sour sour chaos, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's the end of lightning bonus round. If you want to play along in upcoming episodes, you can suggest questions or games for our upcoming episodes. All of them are listed at readdeshweaver.com slash next. Everything we have scheduled is up there, so just click on it, leave a comment with your question or game suggestion there. Um, now it's time for our minor compliments. We just have to say one more nice thing about Illuminatus pl- uh, Part 2. We're going to go in reverse order. Anthony, 
you're up first. What's your last nice thing you ever have to say about this crazy book? I did enjoy the origin of Atlantis sequence. Yeah. I like creative takes on the idea of Atlantis. It's the one thing in this book that I can remember that's like a comp- I've never really seen before. Like everything else is just a regurgitation and uh, like playing with conspiracies that are very worn, especially by now. But like seeing a fresh take on Atlantis, that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was the one time when I was like, "Whoa, let's slow down. Let's listen to this." Yeah, I like that. Yeah, totally. That's like a very reasonable compliment. And it's sort of like what I was saying, where I feel like there are parts that are funny if you listen. So good on you. Um, I guess my compliment, it's going to be pretty minor, and that is for, uh, so many of the names being puns. Um, like, uh, they're not, yeah. they're not great, but, like, this is good. I don't know. Probably mm. a lot of them are better if I read it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the times, like, there's the drug dealer whose name is Rosetta the Stoned. I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't hate that all the way. Mm. No, that would have been better that. if it hadn't had the racist kind of, uh, voice yep, work. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't appreciate uh, the Chinese voice work, no. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But as far as names go, Rosetta the Stoned is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Just move on. So, yeah. There was a, move. There was a, another uh, racist voice, but it was the, uh, the, the fortune teller named Mama Sutra. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I can't hate that all the way. Can you though? Yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I, I'm guessing from your tone that you have found a way. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I'm resourceful. This is a minor, this is my minor compliment. This is for me. Um, Kate, what is your minor compliment? So I can sniff it. Oh, okay. Well, I like that the cover of the book looks like a band poster made in MS Paint. <laughs> Uh, the covers are pretty funny. That's pretty punk rock. Yeah. Big mash-em-ups of things, just like the book is. Uh, yeah, you can have that. Oh, look, what is this, Ezra? Thank Before you. it's your turn, it's Chaos Dice. Oh, it's Great. a six. You have to compliment me. Do I really? Yeah, this is the Chaos Dimension. Wait, are all go, the com- really- they're all just compliments for Alex? <laughs> Not, uh, yeah, you just have to compliment me before we move on. That's the next step. Alex, uh... I, I really liked this bit. I'm glad you brought it back. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but the compliment me was one of your original Chaos Dimensions that I didn't know about until you rolled it. So that was one that you <laughs> came up with last time. And uh, this time I'm doing it just when I needed a bit of a boost. Great. Um, I, Alex, I appreciate that you uh, you got real tactile dice and you're not using just like a random number generator. Yeah. Uh, I could totally see you doing that. <laughs> Uh, so thank you for going Weird above my part expectations. Of that <laughs> Leave off that second part, but I like the first part. I mean, uh, it, was it was it a legit compliment? Yeah, was, was it like a backhanded compliment to mention, or was it just was it non-specific? Because then, yeah, it was non-specific. But next time we do this, there's definitely going to be a backhanded compliment dimension. <laughs> I really like that. Um, other dimensions, by the way, that you missed was say something that sounds vaguely sexual, uh, have mm. an accent. Sing the next part. There's a bunch of them. Anyway, uh, I'm so I'm so bored of sex at this point. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. do not want would to. It, would it help if you had a singing accent about sex? Would that uh, would, would that be better for us? Too much dimensions. I I think originally we we're gonna try to we were gonna try to layer the chaos dimensions on that one episode. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Um, all right, as your minor compliment and last nice thing, anyone is probably okay. ever gonna say about Illuminatus Part Two. So first, uh, if you guys want like a kind of a uh, like a, an, a nice image and then like a bad image, I guess. Um, on Bing, one of their top stories says just elephant trophy suit, and I thought that was like <laughs> um, like a suit made out of like elephant trophies, trophies uh, of elephants or trophies for elephants. Was it like you're the number one elephant? Like I think either one would have been good, right? Like they're just like golden elephant trophies. Is that what I thought it was? That would also whole be good. Suit, yeah, but it's actually like an elephant trophy ban lawsuit, mm. uh, which is a little bit worse. Yeah. Uh, this is not yet what I was hoping for the book compliment. Yeah. Okay, but but yeah, so what I was going to say is um, my knowledge from the show of outdated sexual slang helped me place <laughs> this book um, in, in like the right era. So really? I yeah, do I was you guys like remember? 70s. <laughs> Yeah, no, because you, do you guys remember uh, uh, the the movie? Uh, oh, Alex, I, I hope at least you do. Uh, Billy Jack. 
1971. Oh, yeah, the one where he kicks people in the face and then their faces smell like feet. <laughs> yeah, I got that foot face. Uh, also, uh, but but so at one point, I think uh, one of the characters said that that they, they were bald a lot. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, to, to, you know, but they had sex. And, and I remember that was not one that I was familiar with before that uh, movie. But I was like, oh, it was came back again. I was like, huh, we don't really have that anymore. Uh, and uh, and it was back in this. They, they, people balled here. They yeah, they hard. were constantly balling people. It was always like, going to finish balling her, and then I got to go back to being racist. Um, it was a very busy time. <laughs> in the 70s, yeah. Yeah, in the 70s. So I guess like in 20 years, you, people will be listening to a, a, an audio book, and they'll be like, oh, they're saying smush. It must have been 2014. Oh, I like, like that the idea. Also, I like the idea that if you like, if things go long enough, like it just it's not sex anymore. Like rock and roll originally was supposed to be like that's a sex phrase, like rock and roll, but like it's just not. It got it. It Wait, got so. Is that, that is this a fun fact or this is a fun lie? This is a fun fact. This one's real. Really? Take, take it to the take it to the bank. Look, <laughs> also, yeah. we are all technically snake people, so that's true. We are snake people. Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, as wait. First of all, I'm not going to be. So should back anybody in the be bank. listening to us? <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Ezra, if I take that to the bank, I will not be welcome back. And then <laughs> also, you need to go to crazy. a different bank. My bank is way cooler. Wait, so the origin of the term rock and roll was a met- was a, a metaphor for sex. I'm pretty sure. Sure. <laughs> All right. That's the sound of somebody furiously googling it right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, Wikipedia does mention as a sexual analogy. So. All right. Uh, it's it's in there. Anyway, but I like the idea. So then, you know, then like you know, the balling no longer means that, and like yeah, like so. Well, so Wikipedia like, also says it was originally referring to the uh, movement of a ship on the ocean. Yeah. And but was it the motion of the ocean, or was it the, like the size of the ship? Or, you and know, also, like... oh, okay, so yes, Wikipedia says that it was originally the motion of a ship, and then used to describe the spiritual fervor in church rituals, and then as a sexual analogy. Although the one that cool. makes the most sense is the one that came through as it goes, uh, you know, church sex. Yeah, yeah, that's how. Church it, yeah, well, sex. You're like. Uh, all right. Anyway, well, that was a fun fact. Whether or not that was true, I'm going to enjoy that for later. <laughs> yeah, uh, true enough for sure. Take it to the bank. Did you get? <laughs> I have a cash. Try to deposit. cash that check. I have a deposit uh, to make in cash. Also, do you know what rock and roll means? <laughs> <laughs> they will not take that cash after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not welcome there. That is it for our show, you guys. Uh, we made it. We did it. We did it. Under Thank the deadline. You. Thank you for doing it. Thanks, everybody, uh, for listening. We'll be back in next week. Next week, we're talking about Incubus, the 1966 film. Uh, this is sponsored by Lauren, who says this about it. Besides this movie being terrible, it has an interesting history. It was filmed totally in Esperanto, the language of the future. All the negatives were accidentally destroyed, and then years later, someone found one in Paris in a back room, and that's how it's gotten its slight revival. It was a pre-Star Trek William Shatner trying to speak a uh, fake language, so it's real strange. Also, Lauren previously uh, sponsored Doppelganger, which we did enjoy, I believe, and so, uh, like, earned a sponsorship this time and said, like... She wouldn't steer us wrong. And I haven't watched Incubus yet. I'm very excited about it. Um, but I think maybe, Lauren, you might be willing to steer us wrong. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> oh, no. You should definitely watch it. I've seen it. Well, we were oh, yeah? Paid to mm-hmm. watch it. So we're going to watch it. Um, but tell me about it. What did you What did you think? What is it like? It's like William Shatner speaking Esperanto. So <laughs> I mean, that sounds okay. rad. Uh, but when oh. I mentioned it, when I asked uh, Stephen to come on the show, he was like, hard no. Um, just on that description, so I don't know. Does that uh, sound fun Kate, to you, Kate? Uh, Kate, how much like the band Incubus is it? I was really hoping that it was going to be the '90s band. Um, I would say about three fifths, like the band. Yeah, Ooh, that's pretty high. Six fifths, three fifths, like lead singer, guitar player, like DJ, or like DJ, <laughs> drummer, bassist. You know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about? Three fifths. The former. Which, which okay, three cool. does matter a lot. <laughs> in my case. 
<laughs> I mean, do we have the DJ? That's what counts. Yeah. Thanks for sponsoring. DJ Life. Thanks for sponsoring that episode, Lauren. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, David, who sponsored this week, fuck you. Um, oh, also, David, thank you for bringing me back. I should say, yeah. Kate, because you do seem like it's bumming you out how many times I'm saying fuck you, David. Um, he mentioned that we said it last time and he uh, really enjoyed it. And so uh, he was looking forward to us to saying fuck okay. you, David, again. So I kind of oh. have to ask this question, although I don't really want to know the answer. Did someone pay us like $100 for like a specific sexual fetish? Oh, is this his kink? <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, David. <laughs> Like, no, I need I, them to really <laughs> resent me in their voice when they say it. I'm going to have them read this horrible nine-hour. <laughs> I mean, if, like, hearing people, like, hearing comedians read books is, like, your specific sexual fetish, then we have... And to insulting you. Contributing comedians to Comedians are hungry whores. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I'm fine with it, you know? Sometimes... I... And, you know, if anything, good like- for you. The time is yours. Yeah. You know, this must have been a really hard fetish 20 years ago. That's true. <laughs> but now you're just That's balls true. deep. <laughs> you are I, smushing. Like a- <laughs> <laughs> smushing. Also, if this is oh, your sexual so fetish, I feel a lot weirder about Ezra's baby making appearance on this episode. <laughs> Um, oh, please, God. please do not have this be your fetish, David. Also, like, pick another one. If this is yours, just lie to me and tell me it's something else. Also, if, uh, by the way, this is important. Uh, we've, we've said this before with only a couple of things. So we did say it with um, the the third book in the Fifty Shades series, uh, Fifty Three Shades of Grey. Um, and uh, I'm going to make this the new official rule for Illuminatus Part 3. If you'd like to sponsor the third part of this book series. $1,000. That's the official price. Not a penny less. Oh, my. We have two books. We, I think we said a third, and I can't remember what it is. We have two things now that you can sponsor, but only for $1,000. You can join together 10 people who each want to spend $100, but $1,000 to sponsor Illuminatus Part 3. And I can't promise the episode will be worth it. Like, it will not be any better. I, I can promise episode. it won't be worth it. Yeah, that's right. I can promise it will not. I mean, it, to me, I'll feel like, fine, I'll do another nine hours for my share of $1,000, but not a normal sponsorship. So good job, David. You've elevated something into the Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> if you want to become a Meat Buddy and help decide our fate, go to readers.com slash Meat Buddies. Um, uh, Anthony Lopez, part two. Thanks for being here, buddy. Oh, Thank you so much you. for having me, as always. Good work. I'll talk to you soon. Ezra Fox, welcome back. Great great to have you back on the show, man. Yeah, this is... You're still doing this, huh? All right. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's more fun than this. And uh, Kate Russell, thanks for coming back after so many episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Great to talk to you Thanks, again. Ezra. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Well, didn't make it this far. <laughs> Chris didn't make it. Chris Dang. got fired. Um, no, 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 I was, I was making a joke at Anthony. Oh, right, because of Anthony. That was the thing from yeah. before we started Thanks, recording. Awesome. Yep, that was earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode, we make at least one callback to something people didn't hear. It's really charming. Um, anyway, it really is great. And uh, people, she, she got to spon- she got to choose this thing. So go out, participate in medical research wherever you can. Scientists need you. We do. All right, uh, and really quick before we go, our final chaos dimension: show over.